Hey guys, thanks for checking out the 21 Gun Podcast. I really appreciate it. I really do because um, I work hard on this thing and I take our partnership with Irreverent Warriors very seriously. The whole point of this is to uh, reach veterans, reach listeners, get the mission of Irreverent Warriors out there so we can get veterans on hikes and ultimately... Uh, save lives. Because the idea is we are not a veteran suicide awareness group. We are a veteran suicide prevention group. So the mission is very important and dear to my heart. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. It's with one of our new partners, Patrick Little over at 22 Sierra Coffee. Patrick gives us his story, how he went from being an Air Force NCO to heading up a coffee roasting company. 22 Sierra has created an irreverent warriors blend called Dark Humor. So head over there and pick up a bag of that. Today he talks about the partnership during this episode and you know what buying things from his site does. He donates a dollar, at least a dollar, uh, to veteran and first responder support groups across the country. So really cool dude, nice guy. His mission is fantastic and um, I wish him all the best. Head over to irreverentwarriors.com and you'll see the list of events. We have, we've only mentioned it a thousand times, but we have March 6th is our first hike of the year and that's over in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, followed by on March 11th, Hawaii. So if you're going to go to Hawaii, buy your tickets now because that is a long ride. You can't drive there. Don't know if you guys don't know that, but you can't drive there. You have to fly. Uh, I wish I could make it out to that. I think it's going to be a really cool hike, but, you know, what can we do? This episode, just like last episode, is just the interview portion of the program. If you're interested in seeing and hearing the entire episode, head over to 21gun.net. Spell it out, 21gun.net, and then you'll see the little Facebook um, image thing there. Just click on that. It'll take you to all previous broadcasts and current broadcasts so uh, that's one way we also have a youtube channel i don't really promote it but it's all linked over at that page 21gun.net again thank you guys for checking out this episode uh without further ado here's patrick little from 22 sierra coffee Patrick Little served in the United States Air Force between 2011 and 2017. God damn, does it make me feel old. As a cyber, there it is, cyber transport systems supervisor. I'm telling you, it's on the Death Star. I have no idea. After basic training and tech school, he spent his entire enlistment at Barksdale Air Force Base. It's down there with the bombers. I had a a friend, um, B-52 navigator. Good story. I should have him on. Um... Uh, it was down there, whatever. Patrick was deployed to Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan from October 2015, April 2016. He obtained his undergrad from Ashford University in 2014 and is an MBA candidate at Boise State. Uh, let's see. His passion to, is to prevent suicide stems from the loss of two Air Force friends and co-workers along with several childhood friends. He is the co-founder of 22 Sierra Coffee with the backbone of their mission being to help prevent veteran suicide. Not only do they roast coffee, but they help connect veterans and first responders. I'd like to ask them how we, uh, what they do for that. Uh, to mental health resources, support networks, and activities designed to build camaraderie or improve symptoms of post-traumatic stress. Each month we donate, they donate at least $1 from every coffee product sold um, to their partners and other organizations. So really cool um, company, really cool mission. So Let's bring on. Oh, there he is. I didn't really realize he was on. Bring him on. I did. I did. I like how I like you running the camera because 
then I can just read and talk and then look at people pop up. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Welcome. So you did, what was it? You did uh, six years. So what's that, two enlistments? Uh, just one. I just oh, okay. enlisted one time for six years. Holy shit, they do that? They do. So I went in thinking I was going to make it a career, but the recruiter was like, you'll probably want to get out. Um, so if you do the six years, you'll you'll at least have an opportunity to get out as an NCO. So that's what I did and how oh, it ended I, up. I got you. So if you did like, I don't know what, what they have, three years? Uh, four or six. Okay. So you do a four-year, you bounce at four. You would more likely to bounce at four. And look, you bounced at six. So I guess I guess it's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, you can put NCO. Did you have to go to... Uh, God, it's, I've been out for so long. I can't speak the lingo anymore, but, uh, and school, leadership school. school. There it is. Airman leadership yeah. school. I remember when we used to send people like that. Did you enjoy the air force? I did. Um, I, Tell yeah, I don't have any, any regrets about it. Um, other than, you know, kind of the, the systemic stuff, you know, like a lot of people hate about the military, but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, no, um, yeah. I mean, I was a very, uh, undisciplined person as far as academic go academics go you know i was working retail or uh got into real estate you know thinking i was going to get you know rich off of selling houses during the, the recession uh, right <laughs> so um yeah i mean i i got in and and cyber transport that's the the fancy nerd term for a uh, network engineer so oh, okay we did base comp nipper sipper you know that sort of stuff um but yeah, so I got I got trained in that and was able to uh, you know get some discipline, mature up a little bit, get a degree, and you know get out and get a, a good paying job. Um, we, we talked so. about this with Ron Ripley how some people and there there's not that many, but some people hated service, right? And I think they're a tiny percentage, but the majority of people like you, like me, like uh, Jeremy over here, like we we talk about we were aimless, and and the military gave us something, you know, whether we liked it or not. I mean, you can easily talk about that, but it, it's not whether you like your job or not. It's like you grow up fast and you have to know your shit and you have to have responsibility. And you, I guess you can't like our, our, the guy we talked about there when the space force who, uh, who didn't show up to his fat kid training, but, um, I mean, you got those people, but yeah, you know, it's no, even last week, um, dust, uh, I want to call him Dustin Fahey, but, uh, Dan Fahey from, uh, gritty soldier. Same thing. He was like smoking pot and going nowhere in high school. And so he, he joined the army. And I think that's something that we're losing. You know, the numbers are going down for a couple of reasons. Technology is increasing. So we don't need to amass hundred thousand troops on the border to fight, you know, a, a classic war. So those numbers are going down, but also have you looked around, do you have go, like when you go out, look around at, this is going to make me I don't want to insult these people, but look around at the, I think they call them Zoomers, whatever the generation is underneath the millennials. They don't look like they could do a single push up. They don't look like they all, they're all kind of skinny jeans, tight shirts. Yeah, they just look, yeah. they, they're like skinny fat, right? So they're kind of got chub on them and you're like, what are you? What are, what, what are those? What are, how are you going to, <laughs> I feel you're not a Zoomer, right? You must be a millennial. Maybe you're a Zoomer. How old are you? I'm 31. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You're not a. You're yeah. <laughs> Zoomers are like 16 to 22, maybe somewhere in that right. that range. So, I guess you couldn't be 22, <laughs> <laughs> or you would have entered when you were really young. Um, why did you choose the Air Force? Out of all the branches, uh, 
Yeah, so so my grandpa, he was um, my dad's dad uh, was Army Air Corps or Army Air Forces, uh, and then my dad was Air Force. My aunt was Air Force. So oh, nice. Um, when I, you know, talked to them about joining, I was already twenty one um, when I joined, and almost joined the Marine Corps out of high school. Um, but my dad was like, go to college first, um, and, and then ultimately. Um, service was still calling. I still wanted to do it. Um, but at that point in time, I was looking for, like I said, that kind of technical training afterwards. I was married and, and, and things like that. And I wanted to be set up for a career, well, you, I guess. You were married when you went in? I was. Dude, you got married young. I did. Uh, and we're still married. I think that's the difference between, uh, you know, getting married in tech school or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true you marry someone from home you're okay you get married in tech yeah. school it's a stripper i think right yeah is that how it works? <laughs> josh probably who's josh oh here my brother all right we won't go down that uh that road but Humor, man right? good on you good on you and you wait a little bit to, obviously to have kids because we were talking about kids uh when we started um what's the biggest thing you miss about active duty uh man there's a there's a lot um I kind of just miss, and this sounds bad, but, um, you know, base com, like what we did was, it was pretty easy, I guess. Like, it, you know, a lot of people familiar with the military air force is more of like a corporate job almost, um, unless you're a maintainer or something like that. But, uh, you know, it was an eight to five, um, and pretty, chill, pretty laid back. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, networks don't just break. Um, so <laughs> There's officers, navigators, uh, people like that that don't know how to use it. But yep, that's me. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I think I just miss like more of that fun work environment versus you know a true corporate work environment. Um, oh, sure. So you could say the you could say the camaraderie, you know, uh, less politically correct work environment. You know, yeah, goofing um, around, goofing on. Yeah, each other. like it's more fun. I, I think I miss that. And then, you know, I, my my day job because. For those that don't know, I, I still I manage a network engineering uh, team now uh, with the company, and um, there's not that camaraderie. It's like yeah. you know, hey Steve, hey you know whatever, need you to do this or, or whatnot, and you know in the military, um, just a lot more fun. Um, and then you get the fulfillment aspect that you don't get in the corporate world. Like if you're deployed, I mean, you know we were we were repairing Cipernet for the PJs, you know. Uh, nice for the EC one thirties, you know, so those true, like without that Cipernet, they can't go rescue or they can't, you know, get a call for, you know, uh, the gunship stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, you get that fulfillment piece, I guess. I, I think I also miss, um, from a, a day to day, you know, and that might be part of why I seek some sort of fulfillment from, from the coffee company, you know, is, is just missing that importance, I guess, yeah, if, yeah. if that, for, you know, being transparent. So it's, re it's really, really common, right? You think about the, the shitty, like I, you could sit there and think about all the shitty things that happened to you in the military and the air force and overseas. And, and there is shitty stuff and you just kind of, you know, you realize when you're going in that that's a possibility. Um, but also, I mean, I, I look back on, on being, I don't know, in Iraq, being in, in um, Balad or, or Baghdad, and and you're all kitted up, right? And you're you're with your crew, and you're just ready to go do a mission, and you're talking about some pretty cool stuff. You're like, well, I mean, it sounds 
makes me sound twisted, but uh, there's been a SA7 fired from this area here, and you're like, yeah, fucking go get him. <laughs> and you go out, you do your thing, and and you survive. And I mean, you just can't match that. And well, no, you can, you can. And I was actually just talking to, to uh, Matthew, don't call him Matt Reeves, uh, about you know things like firefighting and police work and stuff like that. Yeah. You can find, you can kind of find it when you're when you're out. Does your uh, I want to jump the gun here a little bit, but I will anyways. Uh, how many people do you have working with you at 22 Sierra? So it was myself and another Air Force veteran, um, Joseph mm-hmm. Kidwell, but he, he stepped down. So he got engaged and and I think, you know, he's just wanting to focus on on some personal aspects of his life. Um, and other than that, I mean, I, I, I run the, the operations of the business um, from home and then we have a roasting partner um, nice. Copper Canyon, uh, you know, Sean, the guy that owns that, his dad's a, a veteran and, and whatnot. So we, we tried to keep it as close to, to a hundred percent veteran involvement as possible. Um, but yeah, like right now, you know, we're fulfilling the order. So, you know, like you put in an order, um, and I go get, you know, all the orders to ship out or, or sometimes they'll ship some out. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we've had social media help. We've had some other help, but I'm, I'm, I'm tough to, uh, like, I, I just want to do it myself, I guess, perfectionist <laughs> yeah. and, and, and whatnot at this point, you know, cause there's so much importance on growing, um, and, and growing that brand. And, you know, I want to aggressively do something, uh, and, and I want it done right, you know, so, sure. um, we're not there yet, I guess, to answer the question, you know, one day, hopefully we can hire that some stuff out and get some other veterans in exactly in my head. Like my dream would be, um, Jeremy and I went down to the, the drinking bros, uh, podcast last year. Um, they left unfortunately, but they had this place down in, in Wilmington, North Carolina, beautiful, awesome, awesome studio. Uh, everyone was working there were vets, uh, kind of like the, I won't, I, I don't know if this is a, I'll bring it up anyways, the black rifle coffee guys. <laughs> Sorry, man. We'll just <laughs> but uh, the Black Rifle Coffee guys, they're all veterans working together. And when you watch that, you're like, I want to work there. I want to yeah. be amongst these guys. And I always had a dream of, of growing something like that, building something uh, where you can get all veterans together and just kind of get back into that that uh, structure, that NCO, you're, you're, you know, kind of, I guess, yeah. kind of like the, uh, the Grunt Style guys do. Um, from what I yeah. understand, theirs is very much like that. Um, but both of which are billion dollar companies, I assume at this point. Um, yeah, I think, I think black rifles, 80 million a year or something. Oh so different cool. level. Yeah. 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 I, and, that, and that's, I mean, that's something I'm definitely open to. Like I said, Joe left. I don't like, that's not the long-term plan is to do it all by myself. I would love, uh, you know, to find some others local here in, in Southwest Missouri, but then also, you know, you're in, in North Carolina where Joe was, there's hikes there, there's yeah. events there, you know, um, just kind of build a network of, of veterans who want to, you know, maybe represent us at an sure. event or something um, and be involved with the company that way. Um, and not even, you know, say volunteer their time, like, you know, we'll pay, you know, but yeah, I mean, that's something that, that we've talked about um, or had talked about and something that I would still be more than open for. So if anybody sees the podcast or whatever and, and wants to help, wants to, uh, to, uh, to help 
raise money for organizations like Irreverent Warriors um, at events, at hikes. I mean, we, we partnered with them as well. We can we can pay to yeah to have them at a hike. And, and so. I definitely I, I want to talk about that in a second. Uh, quick thing. So where where do you even begin, right? So it's did you start planning this before you became uh, a civilian again, or like where, where do you begin with something like that? Quarantine. Okay. So, <laughs> so this is um, this only started then last year. Yeah, we I think our LLC cleared uh, April twentieth, I think, or April nineteenth, something like okay. that. Um, and yeah, so we're just coming up on the one year mark. Um, but where did it start? So I mean, obviously you. When you introduce me, I'm in school for my MBA. I, I don't have any desire to to have a corporate career, um, you know. So we're I'm I was wanting to to kind of start a company that that could start supplementing that income and then replace that income and then and then provide for you know my wife and family, um, all while giving back. That comes first, um, and that the giving back is why I still have the other job. But um, so why coffee? I mean. Uh, we both love coffee. The military loves coffee. Obviously, Black Rifle has has made a huge market um, that, you know, still being a commodity. I'm not saying we're stealing market share from Black Rifle by any means, but, you know, people want to drink other coffee than, than just one all the time. And there's definitely other big brands out there. Um, so that's kind of um, kind of why. And then, you know, we had that niche, like we had two friends that, that died by suicide and, and we wanted to, I guess, continue to serve. I mean, there's, there's definitely some, uh, regret there and, in, in, in how we, you know, maybe didn't maintain as much comms with them, uh, as we should have or could have. And, and, and that's kind of, you know, why we wanted to, to do this. So piecing it all together, we love coffee. We wanted to be able to give back and to something we cared about and, and try to make a difference. And, and we just found that, that this model would, would be the best. And it's just taken off this year. Um, blown away by the, the success so far. Cool. Um, I don't trust people that don't like coffee. I think, what, did we talk about this when we started? I have got like certain rules of life, fat men, little dogs, stay away from them. Uh, <laughs> People that don't like coffee, and we were talking about this before we went live. There was one other thing. Oh, <laughs> wearing the same hat and the same shirt. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah it's okay, certain... though, because I, I am, you know, like. I know. I'm, just... I'm it's <laughs> uniform for me. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm just busting your balls. So um, you go with coffee. That was one thing I was thinking about, too, is like you can't, you can't look at the market and say, I can't do that because Black Rifle did that. I can't. I can't do this because I can't do a podcast because Joe Rogan has a podcast. Um, cause if you did that, there, I mean, everyone's already done everything. You just have yeah. to find your way to stand out from the rest. What, what's a way that, that 22 Sierra stands out? Like someone would say, um, yeah, I get black, black rifle, but Oh, look, check it out. Another veteran coffee company. Yeah. So that's something we get asked a lot. So what, what's our differentiation? Um, you know, Academically, you'll you'll learn in business that most oftentimes the, the more successful companies aren't the innovators. They're not the ones that are first to do um, to do something, and they're the ones that are close followers. And and we're not a close follower by any means with Black Rifle. I mean, they, they started back in 2015, and I don't even consider them a competitor at this point. Um, it's, like I said, it's a different league, 
So how do we differentiate ourselves from all of the other um, e-commerce coffee? Um, I think it, it's being very transparent with doing what we say we do. Um, so we, we go out and we sponsor organizations, events. We show the giving back. Um, you know, there, there's plenty of companies out there affiliated with veterans and I, I'm not slandering anybody. Uh, they're just not as transparent. If they're giving back, you know, they don't show it. People start, they, you know, people want to feel like they're part of something. So when people buy our coffee, they then can look on our Instagram or our social media about us at an Irreverent Warriors event or Man 22 or, or something that aligns with with our company and with what we say we're, we're set out to do. Sure. Have you always been a coffee connoisseur? Um, I started drinking coffee like, hmm, I was probably 18 or 19 and uh, started having study groups at college and um, started experimenting with different coffees and different ways to brew it and landed on, you know, um, definitely love Arabica beans versus, you know, Robusta. Um, so more of that specialty coffee, you know, um, and then the, I'm an, do you ever have the ahead. lemur shit? The lemur shit? I haven't. Coffee? No, it, it's, <laughs> it is on my bucket list. It's on my it, list. It, yeah. Like it, it's on there. Um, it doesn't sound appealing. I'm sorry. whenever I have, you know, that kind of disposable income to yeah, pay like a hundred bucks for a cup of coffee, but, yeah. um, but like I'm an AeroPress guy, um, I, I learned that I love how coffee tastes out of an AeroPress um, yeah. more than more than pour over, more than French press, more than drip. Um, so yeah, uh, and then in the Air Force, I mean, desk job uh, had an AeroPress, had a little electric kettle. Uh, so yeah, I mean, probably <laughs> went through. <laughs> yeah, I probably went through a bag of coffee uh, a week at my desk. So yeah. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, if you saw my collection of of coffee materials, I look like, I, I have a coffee cabinet that looks like I'm a meth cooker, right? <laughs> I even have like test tube brewers, siphon filter. I got one called a vacuum siphon filter. Oh, that thing is awesome. Um, actually, I think I Instagrammed it a couple of weeks ago. It's it's like you put the you put the grinds on top, you heat up the water. It goes through a a, a cotton filter. The water goes up. Uh, you keep it at so the, the water at top gets that perfect temperature without boiling and it just kind of hangs out there and then you move it to a cool section and then you get the vacuum and it sucks the the coffee oh man the color it's like the clearest non you know when it gets kind of gritty yeah. it's like oh and it's so smooth because of that cotton filter instead of it going through oh my gosh it's a it's a good way uh the other way i've been doing a lot is cold brew um yeah i and i kind of ruined myself with cold brew because it, it really saps the acidity out of it. And it's yeah. like, if you take, so I cold brew, I mean, I got one brewing right now. I cold brew and then I add a uh, uh, heavy cream to it. And then I put it in the microwave for like just a minute, right? Cause I don't want to get it too hot. I don't want to get it too. And God, dude, I ruined myself. Cause <laughs> now I can like hot, like coffee that's made through yeah. a dripper. It just doesn't even compare no. to a cold brew taste. Uh, and I would I would say the closest thing to a cold brew, which cold brew probably is the, you know, 
when you're talking about low acid or low acidity or whatever, um, you, cause you can really filter it out and the, just the way it's brewed, it's the immersion brewing. So yeah. I would say AeroPress is the hot version of cold brew in my okay. mind. You know, I haven't used it in a while. AeroPress. I think I have one. Uh, I'm going to have to go yeah. back to that. You, you grind it up, uh, a little bit, you know, obviously more fine than you would do a cold brew. You just put one scoop in, you, you pour the water in, stir it for 10 seconds and push it through and, and then top off the water. Um, you know, so it's basically an Americano, I guess, but, um, but yeah, it, there's like no acid, no acidity. It's, if it's you're gonna, amazing. if you're, if you're going to make the perfect cup of coffee, how do you do it? Go. Perfect cup of coffee would be, um, two paper filters on an AeroPress and then a heaping scoop. Uh, well, you got to, you have to wet the, the paper filter first. Heaping scoop of dark humor. Red yeah. Warriors brand. Yeah. Um, that's probably my new favorite. I need to update the website cause it still says going dark, but, but yeah. So the heaping, the heaping scoop that comes with the AeroPress, uh, and then, you know, fill it up like that. That'd be my favorite. But, you know, I get knocked a lot. I am a, uh, a Splenda and, and oh, creamer God. guy. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's in my notes. It's like, <laughs> yeah. do you even put sugar in your... So, oh. so... Smells delicious. Yeah, we got to end this. Most... Video, actually. Um, <laughs> no, so, so most <laughs> of the time, uh, most of the time I will drink the coffee black. But if you're saying the perfect cup of coffee, I like having that creaminess. So I will, if you're asking about the perfect one, it will have a... It'll have some milk or something in it. I go with the full fat, heavy cream, just a dollop of that. Oh man. Uh, it's so good. I used to be like a skim milk guy. And then I realized how, how natural is skim? Milk? <laughs> not at all. He's like what is this? Mean, so it's like blue, blue cow water. It's disgusting. <laughs> There's no way that's good for you. Blue cow water. Blue cow water. I remember that one. Um, but yeah, then I was like, you know what? Why am I doing this? Just put some fat in there. And, uh, oh mm. man, I can't now it's same thing. Like half and half. Okay. I guess. Uh, milk, not even, not even close, uh, but a cold brew with a little bit of heavy cream in there. Yeah. Oh, just a dollop. <laughs> a dollop. <laughs> yes. I use that word. Um, how about to grind? Do you, uh, what's your type of grinder? <laughs> not the one that he uses all the time. Hey! <laughs> uh, I, so most, most of the time now I do just have the regular steel blade grinder. Um, and, and we'll grind. So my wife makes a pot. She uses the drip um, coffee. So we'll grind some up in that. I'll grind it finer before I do my AeroPress. Um, but like favorite type of grinder would probably be a burr grinder. Burr so grinder. We, there you go. That's what I was hoping. So I have a, a Breville um, espresso machine. The, uh, I don't know, I can't remember which one. The, the, the one that's got the uh one handle and then it's got the steam wand sure, and yeah, it's yeah. not the not the touch screen one but um uh but yeah so that has the built-in burr grinder um so obviously if you're making espresso if you're, you're you're wanting a nice creamy pool um with that crema then yeah you need the you need the burr grinder uh steel blade's not going to get it fine enough for i yeah. i have an espresso machine that is it looks like a bike pump I got to find this thing cause I haven't used it forever. And, and you use like a little prepackaged, um, espresso pod, but it's mm -hmm. just a filter. Right. And so you, you pump it up to like, whatever, I don't know. There's like a, I mean, it, it's just like a bike pump, like one of those little ones and you get it to the certain area, you pour the hot water in, 
you seal it up and then you just brew it through that. Oh my gosh, that thing was great. I totally forgot I even had that. Um, so yeah, you put sugar in your coffee. That kind of <laughs> lost me there for a minute. Well, no, you put Splenda. So hold on. So you're not the only one, Noel, the uh, Hawaii coordinator. She's all about heavy cream and raw sugar. <laughs> Look at just so Jeremy, what does that say right there? I say no fucking way. It says my question was, does sugar belong in coffee? Uh, do you like <laughs> do you like tea at all? Twisted tea. Um. So you know. We get asked a lot by people like, hey, have you ever thought about, you know, selling tea because I have a heart condition. I can't have that much caffeine, um, things like that. And, you know, we just have to politely say that we dump tea in the harbor once. That's right. Americans, <laughs> uh, damn it. Um, after that, coffee became patriotic to drink, and that's where we stick. I know. That's why I don't trust people that don't drink coffee. Yeah. Joe Rogan had an episode, uh, gosh, it was a couple years ago, and he had a coffee professional on there. And I remember listening to this guy, and I didn't realize, like, there's a rabbit hole with coffee, just like there is with cigars, scotch, bourbon, whatever your your poison is. But this dude was like, he got to the point where how long you let the grind sit, when you brew from when you grind them. Uh, the temperature of the water. And it's like 104 is not yeah. good. 103 is not good. 103.7 is, per I, I don't remember. Do you remember what the perfect temperature is? Um, I So for like AeroPress, they say 172. Um, I don't know what, I can't remember what I have the Breville set on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. um, but yeah, so... Uh, I don't know what, what temperature would be perfect. I'm, I know like 172 is in that range. I'm There's some people that are nerdy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And it was kind of annoying a bit because of the way he was really getting into it. Uh, one thing I like to do. So, uh, I know I've mentioned that I'm on a day four of a five day fast, but I like to do, um, uh, uh, what the hell do you call it? Ghee. I'll, I'll put ghee and this freaks out a lot of people. So what ghee is, it's, um, clarified butter so they basically take butter and they boil it for like eight hours and they remove all the proteins out of it and then it becomes kind of it, it's if you have any sort of like um uh gi issues and, and stuff like that with with uh, uh i want to say cream products but what do you mean dairy products uh it's because of those proteins you get rid of it and people can usually tolerate ghee but i'll take like a tablespoon a dollop if you will and i'll put that in my coffee um and maybe some coconut oil and then I, I mix up, mix it up with my Ninja. Oh man, that yeah. is super good. How'd that go again? See, it's, and that's that, that's, you know, same thing. You, you knocked me for liking the cream, but like the perfect cup, like you're saying what's really good has that creamy, you know, it's not oh, just yeah. watery, you know? So yeah, that's so why yeah, I, I can't mean, do black. I can't do black coffee. It's like, it's, there's, I well, don't know. It needs that smoothness. Yeah, that it does. Uh, it does. Yeah. Try it out of the AeroPress, though. It, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. Where in the world did you ever have that? I know that doesn't sound right, but I mean, literally, where in the <laughs> world did you have your. All right. I'll ask it like this. In your opinion, of all the places you've been around the world, who has the best coffee? Boom. Cut that out. So, what, what origins are the best? No, I'm going to say, like, I traveled. Uh, I mean, I flew. So I was all over Europe yeah. and, and all over the world. And I couldn't. I couldn't get any good coffee in freaking uh, Great Britain, UK. They get it, they don't they make shit coffee. Everything yeah. is like instant coffee. It's horrible. Germany, I couldn't get good coffee. Spain, I couldn't get good coffee. Do you know where I got the best coffee? 
grease and they did it. They, they took like, I swear they had like a, a, a tin can and they put it on a propane, uh, cooker thing and they put the grinds in and then they added the water and they boiled it. And then they, they slowly poured it into my cup and then added whatever cream and stuff. Dude, I don't know if it was just because I had gone, this is like a particularly long trip, but if I had gone so long without good coffee, it was the best damn coffee I've ever had. And the can, you could tell, had been used about 6,000 times before it was my turn to use this dirty grind can. But So yeah, I guess that's yeah. what I mean. Where where in the world did you experience your best cup of coffee that you didn't uh, make yourself? Yeah, so the Air Force kind of did me dirty. I, I haven't... Oh. Yeah, I haven't been, like, I guess Ireland. So on our way to Afghanistan, um, our we landed at, at Shannon there, and the plane, like the fuel sensor or whatever went out. So we got <laughs> yeah. stuck. Um, yeah, let me tell that's, you a that's secret a funny about that. Story. Let me tell yeah. you a secret about that. So the flight engineer, you were in Ireland. The flight engineer yeah. said, hey, do you know what? That little light that didn't turn on, that could ground us here for about three or four days. <laughs> it's, three up days to you. Yeah. it's up to you, uh, pilot. The pilot's like got to fix what we got to fix. Oh, and then, man. and then you're stuck. You're stuck. Yeah. I was stuck in, um, there's a little Island off Greece, Crete. Uh, I was stuck there for two weeks at a resort. Wow. Just, just, and nice. that's actually, that's when, that was the time I got that coffee, yeah. uh, was out there, but that's a little dirty air force secret. So we just roasted a guy for spending 30 minutes getting a PS two PS five, but then you spent two weeks in Greece getting <laughs> coffee. We were <laughs> on a mission. We were delivering C one thirties to the forefront. He was fit to fly and not on FIP, so. That's right. That's, that's right. Fair. It's very fair. We, uh, did, um, we <laughs> would actually, we would fly out to Oman, Jordan, and specifically Oman, Jordan, because you could buy booze there. And then we would break for overnight. And then when we would break, we would, uh, I don't know. Is there statute limitations on this? I'm sure there are. I might not want to admit what we would bring You're not back in anymore. It's been out. You've been out for a while. So been out for a while. Uh, yeah, but I think it's international smuggling. If I <laughs> not drugs, uh, alcohol. We used to bring alcohol back, but um, we did it on. Per no, 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 I'm serious. We did it on. Per it's, it, it's what we were just talking about. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we could be broken here, and you know, after you spent, you know, three months in the desert, you're like, yeah, I want to go stay at a hotel. <laughs> And get some bourbon and kind of enjoy yep. the next year. We used to do that stuff all the time. Allegedly. allegedly. If you say allegedly, it automatically gets rid of. To be fair, allegedly. A friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So do you have a store? Do you have a, a brick and mortar store? So that's a, that's another item on the on the to-do list um, that, that COVID has, has hurt um, or held us up on. So we've, we've talked to – so we're trying to – uh, align ourselves with with partners um, as much as we can. So one of the things when we're talking physical coffee shop location is is we're trying to to do something kind of like what Black Rifle and Nine Line have um, down in Savannah, and that's kind of that established store that that complements or you know yeah. um, Black Rifle does it too, I think. Right. Yes. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's so again, it's it's I'm here in Missouri. Um, I don't have a lot of uh, connections or time to, to kind of work here in Missouri, yeah. and and we we've just been kind of hit by COVID well, as far as really working that out. 
you know, if there's anything that COVID did is it kind of taught us all how to work from a distance. And I think yep. that's, I think, I mean, you got to get a silver lining, but I think that's, that's kind of helped us all, um, with learning how to get through these things. I mean, we were doing a podcast remotely, uh, even Jeremy wasn't, nobody was here. So it, it worked out yeah. pretty good. Uh, tell us about the partnership with IW, the Reverend Warriors and tell us yes. about this wonderful coffee and what happens if you buy the coffee and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I, so I've been a fan of what a Reverend Warriors is doing for a couple of years now. Um, I think I first heard of them back in 2018. Um, and started seeing their hikes, saw them on social media and whatnot, uh, and just really liked the approach, you know, bringing that back together. Because like we talked about earlier, it's that kind of environment where, you you know, you're able to kind of cut loose and, yeah. and poke fun at each other or whatever. But at the end of the day, yeah. At the end of the day, though, you, you would have anybody theirs back, you know. like um, So that's what I really liked about it. I didn't get to do my first hike, actually, until last year, though, in Kansas City, um, just because of you know, not around here. Um, and, uh, so we, as soon as we saw, um, or as soon as we got big enough, I guess, to be able to be heard, um, you know, approaching somebody about a partnership, uh, we actually noticed Anna follow us on Instagram, um, and then saw in her bio, you know, reverent warriors. And then I think they followed us back. And so that just kind of started the the communication, like, Hey, we want to sponsor event, um, and whatnot. And then we proposed, you know, the partnership to them, uh, co-brand a coffee, we'll give back. So they actually get $2 per bag, um, from our site sales. And then we, um, credit them for right now, um, $250 worth of cost of goods sold, um, for their site. So if they sold, you know, I think that's roughly 30 bags, that's a hundred percent profit to them, those first 30 bags. Um, and then we, then we wholesale after that. So, um, that 250, um, we're donating equates to like what 3000 a year could actually, if they sell the whole 250 worth of coffee could, could, uh, could have $6,000 worth of revenue there plus whatever on our site. Um, so yeah, we, we proposed the idea, Nate and Anna and Cindy, um, we were excited to hear when they, when they wanted to, to partner up and do it. And then, oh, nice. uh, I, I just saw it's on the Reverend Warriors site right now. Yeah. 1599. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, so that's great. Uh, I'm trying to think what, like, what, is there anything else I'm not addressing that uh, about the partnership that people should know? Like, um, I don't know. Uh, it's just a coffee partnership. Um, at this point, I mean, um, I guess we're a national sponsor as well. Um, okay. so we'll have like the social media stuff. Uh, pull that up. Just but, um, yeah, so we're, we have Tulsa, Kansas city, and then we're trying to make San Antonio happen this year. Um, as far as events that we're actually going to sponsor as well. Um, and, uh, and, and be there to serve. Um, and then there's a few other events that we're looking at doing a lower sponsorship on, um, to, you know, to hand out cards or, you know, just to help some other around the Southwest Missouri area events as much as we can. Nice. So where can folks find 22 Sierra besides we just showed on the, um, Reverend Warrior site there? Uh, so our website, which is just 22 Sierra coffee.com. You can have the you know, find the dark humor there. And then we also have, uh, seven other coffees, I think. Um, 
And then we have a couple, so Mineola, Texas, at uh, East Texas Ammo, we're there. Um, uh, there's a sports nutrition place in Largo, Largo Florida, um, Elite Arms in Springfield, Missouri, and then um, someplace in the Greensboro area of North Carolina nice. as well. So can't remember exactly, but yeah, we have a few retailers um, that carry our coffee. Awesome. Well, Patrick, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your story. Hopefully uh, we'll be selling lots of coffee, getting people caffeinated yeah. and hooked on one of the world's uh, most widely used legal drugs, coffee. <laughs> Best yeah. one out there next to Can't bourbon. Disagree. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. Maybe we'll meet up on a hike someday. Yeah. Hope right, so. Man. It's good to see you, man. All right. Appreciate yep. your time. Take yep. Care. See you. Thank you. Do you know what I used to do in um, boot camp? Is to, if we had a eat an MRE, you know how you had to get the Those little coffee fo- grinds. Well, you get the little coffee thing in there, and and the, our CTO uh, training officer. So when you're in officer school, you're trained by officers instead of drill instructors, and uh, he would run around and be like, "Give me all the coffee," blah, 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 and we'd have to hand out the coffee. But oh. I would take it and I would like slip it into my underwear and I'm like, I'm Come keeping this it. shit. Sorry, no. Other people would give it to me and I'd be like, Oh sweet. I, and so, Oh yeah, we had, I'm sure it's the same in every branch. Like you have your, your secure draw, right? I, I say draw I'm from up North drawer, drawer, drawer. Yeah. Your drawer. Anyways, your draw. So we had the one that you had to lock, right? And you could put your wallet in there okay. and, and like all your shit that they weren't really going to screw with. And so I would put it in my wallet because they never searched your wallet. Ah, and then we would, we would have to sit through classes for like, I don't know, just, you know, the, the br- typical brainwashing Air Force, eh, you know, founded in 1947, all that other stuff. And so we'd be, or officer learning how to lead and all that crap. And, um, I would be like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'd go to the bathroom and I'd pull out that and I would just literally go. Yep. We used to chew on the coffee grinds. Yeah. Like, oh, and then, and then straight caffeine. Oh, it was the only thing that kept me alive. <laughs> uh, coffee's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I didn't bring a lot of energy to this show, uh, but I will be feeling better. Over Next time you'll have his energy. With Next time I will. Here. Man, I cannot wait till the end of tomorrow because I am really psyched to eat real food. Um, Call, text, write, write me, Kevin at 21gun.net. Some of you write me and I really appreciate that. Uh, A lot of you guys text me and I don't appreciate that because I freaking sleep at at 10 o'clock. I'm sleeping. Why are you guys texting me at freaking 11 o'clock? Sorry. I had to turn my, uh, my thing off, my whatever that's called. Your phone? Yeah, no, but the alerts, I had to turn those off because everyone texted me especially uh, ron's little group there ron's, oh the riplonians the riplonians they are texting you still haven't added me to that yet uh oh shit i did can i do that how do i do that ron if you're watching ron, if you do watch add me add him to the i'm banned i'm unbanned off of facebook so add me waldo waldo walton or jeremy walton oh, yeah. either one all uh that's all i got next week what do we have next ah shit i don't have it up uh next week will be a good show i think we're interviewing you next week if Fuck, I, I was hoping you forget yeah, that yeah because that's the 25th so uh we can find out the backstory of jw the third so that's pretty cool shit. um <laughs> can't think of what else that's all i got other than that you know again like you said irreverentwarriors.com 22 sierra coffee Donate to uh, oh, TV or Ribbon Warriors. Matching your dollars. Dollar matching. for dollar. Uh, VeteranTV.com slash donate. Head over there. Get your crazy uncle to uh, to put some of that money to use. I can't, I'm just like, 
I'm like a train that has hopped the tracks, and I I can still move, yeah, still but going. it's like Yeah. All right, guys. Have a big burger after this. Thanks for coming, oh, dude. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we will see you next week. Take care, guys. Set the place on fire.